Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. We talk so much about bullying and shaming and all this stuff, yet there's this industry out there that's thriving on bullying celebrities and body shaming them. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nasty Woman Club. I am your host, Demi Lynch. The Nasty Woman Club is a podcast and media site dedicated to intersectional feminism and inspiring women with inspiring stories. This week on the show, I spoke with the amazing, influential woman, Nahal. She is the founder of Celebrity Kind. It is a website dedicated to celebrity news, but it's got a twist to it. There's no gossip, there's no bullying, there's no clickbait headlines that you see in certain media sites. No, this site is all about celebrating celebrities that are doing good in the world. It really is a great site, can really humanize celebrities because they are people too. They are not these characters in this fiction world. They are people too and, and many people in the public eye actually do good to the world. We just need to listen. So this is my interview with the one and only Nahal. Thank you for letting me chat to you over the Christmas break. I so much appreciate it, especially during this crazy time of year. Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm usually the one asking the questions, Demi, so this is a little different for me. <laughs> How does it feel to be in the on the other side and the interviewee oh, end? A little bit nervous. It's kind of weird because I've never done it before. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to firstly ask you then, when you were younger, how did you view celebrities? Did you fangirl over anyone? Did you have any celebrity crushes? Okay, so I like lived and breathed the celebrity world from a very young age. My parents are from this really tiny village um, in Iran and they had nothing growing up. And I guess I was so used to that that when we moved to Australia and I saw like the glitz and glamour of Hollywood on television, it, it really blew my mind. All the wealth and all the fancy clothes, you know, just so much beauty and talent and, you know, all of those things. So, yeah, from when I was really little, I was just fascinated by celebrities. And then by the time I was a teenager, when everyone else had, like, pictures of Jonathan Taylor Thomas on their walls, who you might be too young to know who that is. Do you know who that is? I actually don't. You don't? Okay, so he was pretty much the Zac Efron of the 90s, right? okay, Um, okay. And literally all of my friends had his poster on their walls. But uh, for me, I had a poster of Oprah on my wall. She was like the person that I fangirled over. I just thought she was amazing. And I remember watching her and thinking, wow, I want to do what she's doing. And um, I even like wrote a bunch of questions on a piece of paper for her um, when I was about seven years old. And I carried it around with me, no joke, everywhere for about six or seven years of my life because I just thought, oh, in case I ever meet her, I want to be able to ask her these questions. And I actually, until I moved house recently, about Mm. two years ago, I had kept those questions and then I lost it in the move. So I was so bummed because I thought, you know, 
I should have kept it just in case. I, you know, I still hold on to that hope that I might actually get to meet her one day. Oh, my um, God. But, yeah, look, I, I don't know. It, it's just I really loved Oprah from a really young age, and I still really do. <laughs> yeah. What I find insanely funny is that I've done the same. I have, like, a have little you? notebook with, like, certain celebrities that are my dream interviewees. My most recent one is Lizzo. I was just watching all these interviews with Lizzo. I was just like, oh, I would ask her this, I would ask her this, I would ask her this. <laughs> Someone there else has go. done it, yes. Yeah, well, you know what they say. They say it all, like, manifests itself, the things you put out there into the universe. So, look, you never know. It might happen. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, yes, universe, universe, let's get you an interview with Oprah. Yes. <laughs> well, she's doing a tour right now, so you never know. My... Yeah, I never know. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, other than Oprah, what other celebrities really just grabbed your attention when you were younger? Look, I always sort of had this, thing with celebrities who were doing good in the world, like celebrities doing humanitarian work. So this is <laughs> going way back. You're going to be like, geez, how old are you now? <laughs> um, but, you know, I remember seeing, you know, Annie Lennox, who's at the time, back in the 80s and 90s especially, she was just a huge feminist and so outspoken for her time. Um, and she still does, like, a lot of amazing work for women. Um, and I remember, you know, seeing her do all this great work and thinking, why isn't this stuff making it to the news? I mean, we hear about, you know, what celebrities are wearing and, you know, who they're going out with and who they're dating and all of this stuff. But the humanitarian side of things, nobody was really getting into. And I remember just sitting there going, I'm so fascinated by this. Is nobody else fascinated by it? So I was really... Uh, that's what I sort of used to do. I used to like seek out the celebrities who were doing something a little bit different and, and you know, using their power for good or using money um, to go towards good causes. Mm-hmm. So what was it like then going into celebrity reporting? Yeah, that was, that was hard. I mean, I really loved it because I um, hadn't, you know, I was, I was a radio news reporter and the way I sort of fell into red carpet reporting is I spoke to my company that I was working for and I just said to them, hey, this is something that I really want to do. At the time, our radio station wasn't doing any red carpet reporting um, and they said to me, yeah, that's fine, but you'll have to do it in your own time. So I did and I would I would do the early morning shift on radio. I was doing breakfast radio in Sydney. I'd go home and I'd have a nap and then I'd get up and I'd hit the red carpet circuit in the evenings. And, you know, it was all unpaid and I literally just wanted the experience and, you know, that eventually became my gig. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that in those early days, I was just excited by the fact that I could do it um, and I didn't really pay much attention to, you know, how just how gossipy it all really was. And I guess it's been largely since leaving the radio industry that I've sort of stopped and I've really looked at it all quite differently and just realised that... You know, and, and also having children, I suppose, has changed my view on it um, because... You know, we talk so much about bullying and shaming and all this stuff, yet there's this industry out there that's thriving on bullying celebrities and body shaming them. Um, and, and yeah, it, it, I, I don't know. It was just sort of this process of once I was out of the bubble, I realised just how much of it was happening, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I understand. Because, yeah, when you're in that bubble, you you kind of just focus on what you're passionate about. You try not let the other things Um, impact you per se kind of thing yeah absolutely and because I sort of had always been interested in the humanitarian side of what celebrities were doing anyway it was a little bit easier to 
see um, the difference once I was sort of out of the bubble. You know, it was the first thing I noticed and I thought, oh, why are they focusing on what Kim Kardashian's wearing today? You know, that's not a news story. Why are we reporting that as if it's a news story or, you know, somebody has a wardrobe malfunction and literally the sole purpose of reporting a wardrobe malfunction is to humiliate that person. Um, and, you know, it just, yeah, once you're out of the bubble, you realise just how much that sort of stuff actually happens. And it didn't sit right with me. So when you did get a chance to interview many celebrities, what were some surprises that you noticed in particular with, when, in particular when finding out those celebrities that do humanitarian work and so often the media just focused on what they're all wearing or paparazzi shots or who they were dating? Look, I could talk to you about this for hours because there's so many amazing celebrities doing amazing things, but I think the one that really sticks out to me is um, Ashton Kutcher because, you know, we hear all about his relationships. You know, we hear all about when he was with Demi Moore, how he's with Mila Kunis now, um, you know, everything about him tends to be about his relationships, I think. And, you know, what I discovered was that actually behind the scenes what he's done is he's set up a foundation to fight sex trafficking and you know it's something that he set up with um with Demi Moore but he's now the official face of the organization and it's called Thorn what they do is they develop software to track down pedophiles online and I mean what they're doing is incredible they've helped authorities bust thousands of sex traffickers online and they've saved thousands and thousands of children um does that get any news coverage or you know does it make it to the gossip magazines and no because it's not about his relationships but it's incredible work that he's doing um so that one really stood out to me also matt damon oh really uh, yeah matt damon so i got to interview him um a few years ago and he was just such a lovely you know down-to-earth guy um but from around about the days of his success with ben affleck on goodwill hunting matt's been working to get clean water to some of the poorest communities in the world um, he's helped, I think the figure is something like 16 million people access clean water in countries like Cambodia and India and the Philippines. Truly amazing stuff. Uh, a lot of people don't know that about Matt Damon um, because, I guess, one, he's he's quite a private person, which is it, it's sort of odd for, <laughs> for celebrities, I suppose. But he also, you know, when people do write stories about him, it is generally about again, his relationships, because he's with, you know, um, the what the tabloids like to call a normal and ordinary person. Um, so there's a lot of sort of back and forth about how, you know, oh, look, he ended up with somebody who's not in Hollywood. Um, and the thing is, it's like, oh, who cares who he's ended up with, really? Look at all this amazing work that he's doing otherwise. So, yeah, look, there's a lot of celebrities doing a lot of good things, and they just, they, it goes largely unnoticed. And another one that I often think about, actually, is um, Paul Walker, who's from the Fast and Furious movies. He passed away. I mean, I was never into the Fast and Furious movies, but before his death, he set up this foundation called Reach Out Worldwide, and he basically contributed his own money, but also raised money to get first responders to natural disasters. I think the thing that I was surprised the most um, with Paul is that he would actually go out to the location himself and help out, like... He would be on the ground in areas that have just been hit by an earthquake or a hurricane or whatever it was, bandaging people up and getting them help. Um, and, you know, it's amazing to see 
somebody so involved with that sort of work um, when traditionally they are an actor or a you know or a musician or whatever um, the celebrity might be. Um, a lot of them are actually very hands on with what they do. Mm-hmm. I think that's just so great, just people using their platform and also, you know, the amount of money that they must have as well. I think it's so great when celebrities do that. But it's just a shame that, you know, a lot of celebrities do get a lot of flack by people saying like, oh, you get so much money for doing just a movie or something like that. But then when they do be like, you know, promote activism or humanitarian work or just anything like that, then they get flack for it still saying like, oh, you're just doing it for the media attention. Yeah, and look, I've, in some cases, from uh, you know, from the, what I've been studying, I guess I do find that in some cases there is a, a bit of a PR, you know, um, aspect to it because you know occasionally there's a story that's come out that's really terrible, and then they want to do something to sort of turn it around. And I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I know it's happened with the Kardashians. I can't remember what they did. They did something recently where you know they were made fun of for spending so much money on, you know, hosting some lavish birthday party for someone. And literally the next day, you know, they were delivering meals to people for Thanksgiving and, and handing out free food. Um, oh, yes, and, I know, saw that. Mm, yes. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes it, you do sort of go, okay, obviously, you know, there's been some sort of a uh, PR aspect to it. But to me, I don't even care that if it is, if there is, you know, a, a public relations spin on it, I think the fact that they're still going out and doing it is better than nothing. And there are millions of people who, you know, follow the Kardashians. What they're doing might inspire one person to go out and do something good too, then it's totally worth it. That's what I think as well sometimes when you do see stories, because you, you never know, like you could grill the Kardashians and say like, oh, did you really, really want to do that donation or that volunteer work? Like, you're never gonna know, you so just it's know. just so just may as well just appreciate it when people actually donate something or volunteer because so often we give them flack when they don't do it and then you give them flack when they yeah. do. It's just like they can't win either way. So I think just appreciate yeah. it when people use their platforms for good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when you left radio journalism, how did you then end up with creating this media website, Celebrity Kind? So it was something that I thought about for quite a while. Um, and I think, like I said, you know, um, it was once I'd, I'd left that I really started to notice the the gossip and the lies and, um, and also how much social media was on the rise and the impact that that was having. Like, you know, it, all it takes is one publication, one story from the Daily Mail to, you know, print some sort of made-up thing and it is spread across the internet within seconds, right? And I guess, I don't know, I just sort of thought it's time to do this. There didn't exist, as far as I knew, a site where uh, the focus is on the positive things that celebrities are doing. And a lot of people sort of say to me, oh, so you've got a good news site. And I always say, no, it's not. It's actually not a good news site at all because I talk about, you know, poverty and hunger and domestic violence and all this stuff, but what I try to do is put the spotlight on celebrities doing things to, to change all these problems in the world. And, and yeah, I remember a, a few years before I, or a few months before I, I quit radio, I got an interview with Brad Pitt and he was in Sydney for the World War Z premiere, I think it was in around 2013, and I was heavily pregnant at the time. And I had terrible morning sickness. Like I did a lot of vomiting 
a while there. And yeah, I was on this red carpet feeling really sick about to interview the biggest beauty star in the world. And uh, I almost vomited on him. I didn't. I managed to hold it in and ask my questions and then turn to the side and do my thing. But it was really close. And I think at that point in my life, um, you know, I already had one son and was pregnant with my second. And I just remember having this moment after the Brad Pitt interview where I was like, working for somebody else just isn't working for me. Doing these crazy hours, it just wasn't working. And I, I yeah, I went home that night just realizing how much motherhood was really changing my life and how much I wanted work to, I guess, fit in with my family rather than having my family fit in with work. And yeah, it was the first time I began to think about being my own boss and doing my own thing. So what was it like at the very beginning being your own boss? Yeah, all right. So it is bloody hard work. (laughs) I won't lie. Um, And I've got three kids and I, I tend to do all of my writing when they're either at school or asleep. And I guess the thing with me is that uh, when I did first start Celebrity Kind, you know, I would only do a couple of stories here and there. It wasn't sort of a, a full-time thing and I wasn't sure if it would grow. I wasn't sure if there was a audience for it. You know, I knew that I really liked the humanitarian stuff that celebrities were doing, but I, I wasn't sure if everybody else was interested in it. And what I found was that, yep, there are a lot of people interested in this stuff. And so I've just sort of tried to build up the hours that I do. And I've still got, you know, one child who's at home with me. So it's really hard to, um, you know, be a good mum and also try to run a company. So my focus is still my family, in all honesty. I, I don't, you know, give my full attention to the company just yet. Um, but I do try to do as much as I can when they're asleep. And, and it's hard, you know, it means very little sleep for me. <laughs> <laughs> and what has been the response in particular from celebrities hearing that this is the type of reporting that you do? And this type of reporting is very, very rare. I know I know those are some media sites that oppose paparazzi, but still there's still that obsession over people's social media accounts and, like, as you said, the one and only Daily Mail with their stories. What has been the response from celebrities just seeing this site that's just so refreshing, so different, and what people need to start reading? Yeah, the response has been incredible. So we've only been around for a little bit and I've had, you know, celebrities and their teams contacting me, telling me how much they love what we're doing and, you know, sharing our stories with their audiences. Um, you know, Ben Stiller and Ricky Martin um, were just a couple of the guys who sort of commented or, or liked our work and that's been really awesome. Um, and we have some awesome celebrity followers like Casey Chambers. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I think, you know, it's, it's growing slowly and it's um, it's on the right track and the response has been really positive. Like, I've just, I've had such wonderful feedback and it's the thing that keeps me going because there are days when, you know, it is hard, it is hard to keep up. Um, but when you get an email from someone going, I love what you're doing, thank you so much. Um, it just makes you go, yep, I'm doing this for the right reasons and I want to keep going. So you've also branched out the website as well you've even though it's already a lot of work already you've branched out the website into also a podcast as well so you already had experience in radio what was that like then using that those skills from radio and then putting that into the podcasting world oh i'm in my element because presenting is you know it's definitely my thing that i love doing so um yeah it just seemed like the logical step because i do have a radio background so um it it 
felt very comfortable, felt very easy, and it's been really wonderful, the Celebrity Kind podcast. Um, we've, we've just done season one, and we the focus was mostly on uh, big Australian media people like Amy Steins, um, but we also interviewed uh, ex-Bachie contestant Abby Chatfield, which was amazing. I adore and her so much. She's fantastic. Yes. She's really great to talk to as well. Um, and, yeah, we managed to get to number one in the entertainment news category on Apple Podcasts, you know, in just a few episodes, which was totally unexpected. Um, and it's, yeah, it's something that I really love doing and I hope I can, you know, keep doing the podcasting for a while. I sort of don't know where podcasting is heading in the future. You know, there's so many people who listen to podcasts at the moment. Mm. Um, I mean, you probably find the same thing, but it's, it's something that I really enjoy doing. I figure, you know what, even if it doesn't go anywhere, I really like doing it. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm the exact same. Like several years ago, I would never think about getting into podcasting or anything like that. But yeah, as soon as I saw there were more podcasts being created and I was listening to so much podcasts, I thought, I might get into this. And it's just... Yeah, when you when you find something and you're really just in your realm and you're just in the place that you're so comfortable with and you just love doing, it's so good, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the last question I have for you, lovely, is how can people, just everyday people, be more kind to celebrities and not get brainwashed by all this, by this obsession of gossip and who's dating who, who's cheating on who, and who's wearing one, who's slipped and had a nip slip or something like that. <laughs> like, how do we be more kind to celebrities and just stop um, just using their the, the bad parts of their life as entertainment? Okay, so that's a really good question. And I think there's a few levels to this that I'm going to have to unwrap for you. So I think the most important thing, Demi, is to understand that we're living in an age where literally anyone can become a celebrity overnight, whether they want to or not. So traditionally, it was just the Hollywood stars, but now, you know, you could be a food blogger or a fashion blogger, or you could be someone who doesn't shake the prime minister's hand and suddenly everyone (laughs) knows who you are, right? Um, And I think the common thread here is that no matter how you get to being in the spotlight, we're all human at the end of the day. And, you know, one thing that I seem to hear a lot when I write stories about celebrities struggling in some way is that there's always there's always one person who comments saying, oh, let them go cry into their millions. And I mean, my response is always, the millions don't safeguard anyone from mental health issues. Um, so I think it's really dangerous when, as a society, we hold celebrities or people who are in the spotlight up to this standard of perfection where they're not allowed to think or feel anything um, because at the end of the day, they're not perfect. They're human. They do make mistakes. They do say the wrong thing. They're impacted by what we write about them, by the comments that we leave on their pages. So I think that's the first thing we need to remember, that celebrities are human, that Meghan Markle has married into the royal family, but she's still a human, you know, and um, just because British taxpayers fund things for her, it doesn't mean that they own her. Um, and I think it's this idea of, oh, but we pay a dollar a year or whatever it is um, to, you know, to make sure she has a great lifestyle. Um, that's true, but she is still human, you know. She is still a mum struggling to be a, a mum for the first time and she's still trying to cope with all the attention. So um, I think once you just remember that, that celebrities are humans, um, it's, that sort of sets 
the tone for everything. But the other thing we can all do is don't click on the rubbish <laughs> that you see online because the more of it that we click on or the more, uh, you know, magazine, gossip magazines we buy, the more of it gets written. So, you know, it's all about the dollars at the end of the day. You know, certain stories are fabricated in order to sell or, they're, you know, they put the royals on the cover of magazines because they know that right now Meghan Markle is a hot topic and people want to see photos of her and they want to buy, you know, buy into all of that. Um, so I think it's just really important to be a conscious consumer of, of all of this stuff. And, you know, the more we sort of demand a better standard, the more it will happen. But at the moment, we're all sort of just mindlessly throwing our money at these publications that are that are writing up rubbish um, and they're doing more and more of it. Absolutely. I have strategically deleted a few of the pages I used to follow because when you're scrolling through your feed and you see like one of those clickbait headlines, you just automatically click on it. So I've had to um, stop following certain pages because I knew I'd click on the headlines because I knew that every single click I make, that's giving them money because that's just an extra tally for the advertisers to say, hey, advertise with us because look how many clicks we're getting. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's going to be a, you know, a long process because these publications, they're getting like millions and millions of views. So, you know, it's not something that'll just happen overnight. But I think that if we can sort of, you know, show them what we want, it it will make a difference eventually. Well, I definitely think your website proves that people do want to see a more dimensional story on celebrities, not just see them as these high figures that are just all about the cheating scandals and dating scandals and all that. You know, they're actually people that can do good things just like every other person on the planet. We can all do good things and I think we should look at that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I guess that's sort of the whole purpose of Celebrity Kind is to hopefully inspire the followers of celebrities to go out and do something good themselves. So, you know, celebrity power is often used to sell us a product or get us to watch this movie or that movie and you know I always think oh imagine if celebrity influence and power was used to get us to do more kind things in the world um you know it'd be pretty good yeah well I'm great I'm so glad you're using your platform to help with that and yeah I think in years to come I definitely think there's going to be a big change in um celebrity news stories and I think this is definitely going to be part of that change Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Nasty Woman Club. For more information on the Howl's website, Celebrity Kind, make sure you head to celebritykind.com or the Instagram page at celebritykind. I would also highly recommend that you go to the Celebrity Kind podcast. On the podcast, she has interviewed numerous celebrities and people in the public eye that are doing good, including Yumi Steins and Abby Chatfield. So make sure you tune in next week with the Nasty Woman Club. I'll be in your ears every Friday and I will be telling the stories of inspiring women and talking intersectional feminism. 